the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Rosenthal Wealth Management. It's time now for Making Money Sense, live with Larry Rosenthal. Larry is recognized as one of the nation's leading financial and retirement planners and is here to answer your questions right now. Author, speaker, and talk show host Larry Rosenthal is dedicated to teaching others financial stewardship from a biblical point of view. Call Larry now. Studio lines are open at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Making Money Sense is on the air. Welcome once again to the Larry Rosenthal Show, Making Money Sense. Always good to have you here. And remember, you can always dial in and talk to Larry live today in broadcast color as he is every Saturday morning. Good morning, Larry. Well, good morning, Chris. You're looking pretty good today. Thank you, thank you, thank you. What kind of glasses did you need to put on? <laughs> <laughs> you always got a good comeback for that. You're only. looking through rose-colored glasses. That's what it is. It's hey, always- I always do, right? <laughs> Always optimistic, right? Well, I think we've had some rose-colored glasses this week. My goodness, the Dow was crazy this weekend. Or this last we week. sure the whole markets, the the yeah. Dow, the Dow Jones Industrial Average, the S and P five hundred, as well as the Nasdaq, all set all new all time record highs this week, and uh, just you know exciting. You know the economy is is uh, we've been talking about this for a while now. The economy is. Got a nice backdrop for economic expansion and growth. Low unemployment, low taxes, low interest, low inflation. And for actually, speaking of inflation, for the first time in a long, long time, wages are rising higher than the inflation rate right now, wow. which is very good, which which then begs the question, when is inflation going to come in? And we're just not seeing it come in. And I think that's mainly due to energy prices and uh, technology. So things are really firing on all cylinders there, Chris. We'll see if it holds next week. You know, it's always nice to, to see if, 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 another, if a new record holds. And, you know, it's an interesting question around the office, too. Well, Dow, 28,000, man, that's huge. That's huge. But it's just a number. Right? It's I a mean, big number. It is a big number, but it's just the next number in the sequence. But it is that psychological, you know, uh, thousand point mark uh, threshold. Uh, you know, when when you take a look at it, it only took ninety days or so to get there. It was like so. a race car race there at the end of the market day, wasn't it? I mean, just like it's gonna, is it gonna get there? Is it gonna get? It was. We were actually watching it a little bit. Or I was watching it a little bit yesterday. You know, it was at three thirty in the afternoon on on the East Coast time. It was, uh, you know, it, it was still. 50, 60, 70 points away. Mm-hmm. And then as it got closer, you know, at 3.59, right before a minute before the market closed, it was still a couple of points below, and then it just pushed over the edge mm-hmm. there. So it's like, well, everybody's pushing it up. Kind of neat to see. To see well, that. good morning, everyone, and welcome to Making Money Sense. I'm Larry Rosenthal. I'd like to welcome our longtime listeners in the D.C., Baltimore area on WAVA, as well as our new listeners coast-to-coast and border-to-border on Sirius XM's Family Talk Channel 131. Uh, you know, 
live call-in biblically-based financial planning talk show. Give us a call with any of your financial planning or questions at all, estate planning, taxes, investments. What's going on in the market? What's going on in your retirement plans, your college funding plans? Should you convert to Roth IRAs or not? Any subject matter. That's what I like about Saturdays, Chris. Anything. Open mic Saturday, I like to say. You know, taking a look at the markets, what really drove the markets this week, Chris, was more optimism on trade with China. And, you know, the, the officials there are saying it's getting pretty close. There's a couple of sticking points, you know, how much uh, agriculture products China is willing to commit to and um, uh, as well as some, some other trade issues and, and enforcement things. So we'll have to see how this, how this plays out. But at the same time, U.S. Uh, economic data came in pretty nice. Consumer Consumers are, are remaining very strong, consumer spending. As, as you know, over the years, you know, consumer drives our economy. You know, 67, 70 percent of our economy is driven by consumer spending, you and I spending things. Uh, so, you know, th- th- things look pretty good there as, as far as all that goes. So good backdrop with the Federal Reserve. You know, they, they came out and basically said, hey, we're, we're happy with where interest rates are. And that, that, does, that does very – uh, positive things in the business community. You know, if, if you're thinking about making an acquisition, if you're a CEO and you're going to build a plant or buy a firm or something like that, and you see interest rates are going to be steady for a while, then you know it's time to go ahead and act because you don't have to wait to see if interest rates actually drop again. Uh, so that, that, that takes away some uncertainty as far as all that goes, which is a very good thing. When it, when it comes to, you know, businesses and, and, and things like that, you know, move, moving around. So, uh, hey, give us a ring with any of your questions at all on anything at 855-ROSE-123. Let's go ahead and shoot on over. Is that uh, Maryland or Missouri there, Chris? Maryland? Looks like Maryland to me. Yep. Let's welcome uh, Eugene on the line. Good morning. How are you today? Good. How are you? I'm well. How um, can I help you? I'm kind of, kind of, kind of scratching my head. Uh, you're, you're, you're more professional. Remember the last quarter of last year how bad the market was and this last quarter the market's been so great but i'm scratching my head and thinking what's different this time and what caused it to go crazy last year unemployment was still low last year um you know inflation was still low last year everything you cited about three or four minutes ago about the economy now was in place last year. Last year it tanked and until until January when it started to come back. What caused it to go? In hindsight, does anybody really know what caused it to go haywire last year? Absolutely. And, and why is it going up this year when it seems to me that everything's kind of the same? Eugene, absolutely, I can tell you that answer, and it's clarity of direction. You know, one of the basic fundamental rules on Wall Street is don't fight the Fed. And last year, in November and December, the message from the Federal Reserve was a little cloudy. It was unclear as to the direction of interest rate movements, as to whether or not they are going to be tightening down the economy or loosening it up and greasing the gears of economic growth and expansion. And when in, going into December of last year, the Federal Reserve was saying, hey, we're going to raise again in December and probably three raises in 2019. And then on January, they raised in December. And that creates a tightening effect in the economy. And then on January 4th, that first Friday of January 4th, 2019, they said, hey, we're reversing direction now. And they gave back that rate hike through the course of this year. 
plus two more by lowering interest rates. So we have a clear direction on the Fed interest rates right now. When, when the Federal Reserve raises rates, it pulls money out of the economy and slows things down. And that's what, what the deal was right there. And, and one of the first things that you always look at is what's going on with the monetary policy of the Federal Reserve. That's the answer to your question. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, that's a, an answer, but uh, now they've lowered it three times this year. They're getting closer. If they do it anymore, they're getting closer to zero. I don't. I don't it see. Seems, a, it seems to I, me that you know, the, they're kind of everybody. The whole see, your your explanation is that well, the market's dependent on the interest rates. No, and the market is not dependent on the interest rates. The market, the, the Federal Reserve has two main mandates. The first one, well, whether well, both, you know, one A and one B, and they both fight against each other, and that is price stability and maximum employment. So when you have maximum employment, rate uh, inflation is going to go up. And when you have price, and, and then price stability is the is the other mandate. So you have maximum employment and price stability, and those two things fight against each other. So the Fed, through tightening and loosening the economy or, or monetary policy, is going to try and balance that off. And they can never do it. Think of a big seesaw or teeter-totter going back and forth and back and forth like that, and you could never get it perfectly flat for a while. And that's where they are. They're trying to find neutral. They're always trying to find neutral. So, yes, they lowered three times this year, but that doesn't mean they're going to go to zero, okay? Okay? And by them lowering, that doesn't mean that they're trying to help the stock market. Or by raising, they're not trying to hurt the stock market. They're trying to monitor their mandate, which is maximum employment and price stability. And that's what they're doing. Now, the markets will react to Fed policy from that standpoint. If, if we have an accommodative Fed where they're, where they're lowering interest rates or they're not in a rate-rising cycle – then you're going to find that stocks like that a whole lot more because businesses know that the economy's fine and, 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 and doing well from that perspective. When, when you look at all the recessions, I can't say all the recessions, all the way back to 1926, but the vast majority of them, somewhere in the 90 percentile, one of the things that's always been there is interest rates have been too high right before a big recession hits. So the Fed is going to try and raise and lower interest rates along the path to, along with many of their other tools, to, to try and keep the economic expansion continuing without rolling into a recession, but at the same time without allowing the economy to heat up too much so that we have out-of-control inflation prices. That's what they're doing. Do you think our market puts too much emphasis or overweight on a deal with China? You know, we want clarity of direction. Okay, and right now, so far, if there's no deal, then the old deal is the new deal, right? But uh, what's going on here is is that uh, President Trump is trying to improve trade imbalances, and whether he improves it in a large way or incrementally small ways, he's trying to make it better for 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 us, uh, meaning meaning America. And, and, yes, the market will react to a, a positive trade deal or a negative trade deal. You know, there's, there's uncertainty, and, and, and things need to be clear 
Wall Street always wants clarity of direction going forward. And when you have the cloud of, of supply chains, not, not knowing what's going to happen, how much are we going to trade, and this, that, and the other all around the globe, that tends to slow down commerce a little bit because some CEOs might say, hey, let's wait and see what happens here, or let's, let's advance, or maybe we shouldn't build this, this manufacturing plant in this country. Maybe we should build it in that country. But as a result of these talks, there are div- um, many companies around the globe that are diversifying geographically where they're getting their supplies sh- their supplies from, uh, and and setting up different manufacturing places. So all in all, I think it's a good conversation that's going on. We just have to wait and sort of see how it plays out. So, uh, listen, Eugene, I appreciate the phone call. Have a wonderful weekend. You're listening to Making Money Sense, Larry Rosenthal Show. Give us a ring at eight five five Rose one two three. Let's welcome Adam on the line from Florida. Good morning, Adam. How are you? Good morning, Larry. Doing well. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. How can I help you, sir? Well, I'll tell you, um, I met with a financial advisor for the first time uh, recently, and uh, I just wanted to bounce some things off you. And uh, they're they're suggesting that I increase my life insurance coverage. And uh, along with that, I'm also trying to come to terms with the best way to invest right now. I've invested pretty uh consistently in real estate the last 10 years and then uh, outside of that i have my company retirement 401k and then uh i've i've have like an e-trade account that i started buying but this year i quit buying stock because i just felt like this rally has gone on for so long and i i i feel like it's got to correct or or reverse slightly uh soon so i know that's kind of a few things i threw at you but those are some of the things that i'm trying to come to terms with right now sure well adam let me let me just sort of unpack those a little bit real quick and let's back up and take the first one that you talked about first which is the life insurance you know if if you need life insurance because if something happens to you and your income's not coming in anymore what's the status of your family how how you know what what percentage of of household income do you do you provide most people need between 5 and 10 times their income from a life insurance perspective and it's based off of age of dependent children percentage of household income you provide amount of debt the family has and the standard of living survivors need to maintain if your income's no longer coming in so we believe that life insurance should be should be purchased for protection not necessarily investment okay and and you know so so i i have to ask that question what's the purpose of the life insurance that you're wanting to buy is it protect protect income what's the status there yeah in this case i actually was looking at a whole life investment plan but it looked like it would take 10 years to even break even and so we kind of kind of lost my enthusiasm for that so right now what they're focused on is just term life uh for protection i am the pretty much the sole uh provider and uh yeah and my family's fairly large but nevertheless you know it's we yeah, have so, four kids still at home from 11 to 16 years old yeah so adam yeah then then you probably need a, a good amount of life insurance okay you might need a little bit more than 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 uh maybe what they're showing you i don't know what they're showing you but that's the way that you want to sort of take a look at it and and get a longer policy get a 20 or 30 year plan policy okay if you don't go with the whole life type of a program taking a look at your 401k and your other brokerage account that you mentioned um 
you want to make sure that those dollars are working congruently for yourself. So take a look at, at have them break out for you an analysis on all the investment choices inside your retirement plan at work. And then on your money outside of work, invest around that to make it work cohesively together for your ultimate goals, okay? Now, as far as the market goes being high like this right now, and you're saying, hey, I want to wait till, till, till uh, uh, the market comes back down again, well, I have to ask you this question because I hear this a lot. If the market loses 20% and it's just bad news all around, are you going to then want to put your money into it? Because most people don't. They, they basically say, hey, let's come back. Let's wait for it to get better again. My point is, is it's not timing of the market. It's time in the market. And I would advise doing dollar cost averaging. Continue to put the same amount of money into the same investment every single month, regardless of the price of the investment. Over time, that's going to give you the, the, the average price of that investment long term. And it's time in the market, Adam. It's not necessarily timing. Then as far as real estate goes, you know, with with uh, uh, the different types of real estate investment you're doing, that's great. Real estate, the primary investment objective there is to deliver income. If you, I don't know what you have, but if you have a rental property that's paid for and you're getting good free cash flow into it each month for retirement, that's wonderful as well. I'll tell you what you can do here, Adam. If you want, you can go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com, and right on the front page there, there's a video of how we do a financial plan, okay? And that's sort of what you want to mirror off of. How's that sound? That sounds good. So, uh, yep. uh, just you, you, recap then: the uh, the life insurance you say five to ten times your income, your at annual a income is kind of the at a minimum. At, at yep. a minimum, okay. Yep. And then yep. lastly, I did have a, a drip account thing set up, but the company that was offering it like closed out, and I had to transfer my funds. Do you know? Are there any uh, companies that uh, I, I think it's called a drip, but it would do like you said; it would automatically buy the stocks that I set up monthly just at, it was on cruise control and I really like that do you know any companies that offer that now yes many many of them do I tell you what I'm gonna put you on hold Adam and we'll send you out our financial planning toolkit okay and that will get you started on a lot of this area here how's that sound that is great and thank you very much for, for absolutely that. I appreciate yep. it I'll put you on hold appreciate the phone call you're listening to making money sense Larry Rosenthal show give us a ring at 855 Rose one two three let's welcome Jackie on the line from Maryland good morning Jackie how are you today I'm good how are you and uh, thank you for the information on the economic update I agree with all of it I guess my concern is I work with a lot of families and children and elderly and even though many of them are employed they don't feel confident and I'll tell you why they don't feel confident um, most of them are in jobs that unfortunately don't have health care and benefits often they're just in service economy contract gig jobs the other thing that we're hearing is people are deeply worried about their retirement being there when they want it because so many companies are sort of bellying up on pensions and they're also deeply concerned when they don't have children what's going to happen to them in old age if they get dementia things of that sort so can you speak to that just a little bit? Like, why is there this gap, and what can people do to feel better about those kinds of issues? Absolutely, Jackie. And let me also just add to that a little bit about something that we call the sandwich generation. You know, a lot of people are retired, and they're having to take care financially of, of, of uh, you know, elderly parents, helping them out a little bit, while at the same time having to help you know, adult children that have left the house but are still tied financially to the umbilical cord, you know, and, and we see that as well. So a lot of this, you know, just comes down to 
making sure that I forgot the order of all of your questions there, but but a lot of this comes down to making sure that we have our expenses as low as possible in retirement years and that we've saved um, adequately over the years. And one of the problems that, that we tend to have as, as a country is under saving our dollars. You know, if you take a look at the millennial generation right now, they're not saving money. They don't like the stock market, although they're starting to really take a look at it and going, well, you know what? It seems to be making some money now. So, so that's kind of an interesting scenario when, when it comes to that, uh, you know, t today. But you were talking about people afraid of, of outliving their money and, and, and having their dollars um, get used up because of a long-term care situation as well. And they have insurance for that. And when we work with clients in financial plans, we uncover these questions and we try to make preparations for that. I just had a review this past week with a client going over some of those questions you were asking. Well, what happens if we get sick? What happens if it's a dementia thing and it lasts long and long? You know, there's there's estate planning things you can do and, and insurance things as well. But a lot of that goes into what we would call a multi-generational financial plan. Um, you know, we can't predict the future on what, on how someone's going to, you know, get sick or anything like that. But at the same time, the best you can do is build out a financial plan. Does that kind of help a little bit? It does. It's just, you know, I think I will speak for myself. I'm a person who's done all of those things. But like I said, when you read in the news that you've worked for a company for 20 years and suddenly the company declares itself bankrupt and you don't know if your pension is protected, you get a little concerned. What well, we absolutely like you do, and absolutely you do, and 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 um, you know when, when if you have a a pension plan, and the company goes under, then it's usually backed by the PBGC, Pension Benefit Guarantee Corporation. You're not going to get the full pension, but you're going to get something of it. And and you know this is this is these are questions as to why it's so important for people to understand. Once you get out into the job market, you need to start saving money. You know, if you're bringing in X amount of dollars every month and spending X, the same amount of money every month, you're putting yourself into these situations down the road. And that's why it's important today, especially with companies now not offering these types of pension plans that you're talking about, the defined benefit types of programs you're talking about, Jackie. It's mainly put upon the employees themselves to save through 401k type plans or 403b plans or the government TSP plan. And all of this goes back to understanding compound interest, understanding the time value of money and saving dollars down the road. And, and I agree to you. And, and one of the reasons that, that companies are doing away with their pension plans is because people are living a lot longer. You know, when these pension plans were, were actuarially designed back in the 60s and 70s and 80s and all that stuff, you know, every 13 years, life expectancy improves by one year. And that, that weighs a lot on, on uh, pension programs. Right. Well, not to turn it into a political discussion, because, I, you know, obviously that's not what your show is meant to do. But I will just tell you this. We have an aunt who lives in Sweden. She's a former American. She's a Swedish resident now. She's 87 years old. She fell and broke her hip. Um, instantly, almost, she was taken to the hospital. She received surgery. After that, she received about 12 weeks of people coming to visit her home. In Sweden, do you know what came out of her pocket to pay for that? You're not going to believe this. A grand total of $50. The United States has got to, at some point, just as it makes wonderful policies to help 
businesses thrive. I'm an MBA. I totally support that. But we have got to, at some point, think about being a nation where our elderly don't go into poverty just to survive. And that's my comment as both a Christian and as a person. Well, Jackie, I, I can I can say that this is not a political show, but I appreciate your viewpoint. And I get these questions all the time, you know, and and while I agree that that we need to figure out a better way to handle the expenses towards the end of life, I, I get that and understand that. We have a system here where we have extremely low taxes compared to Sweden throughout our entire entire life, and we have insurance coverages that cover a lot of this stuff. So I, I see both sides of that of that conversation. Um, I'm more on the free open market side of things versus the the social side when it when it comes to uh, the, the the politics. And you know, here I am turning it into this this type of a show. Chris is looking at me <laughs> like, you know, you can't do this. So sorry. Um, but you know, a lot of this d- deals with uh, the financial planning aspect of everything. So. I appreciate your phone call, Jackie. Uh, you're listening to Making Money Sense, Larry Rosenthal Show. Give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. Let's welcome Gary on the line from Lovettsville. Good morning, Gary. How are you today? I'm doing great. How are you doing this morning? I'm well. How can I help you, sir? Great. I, I love that last caller. She transitioned very well into my question. Um, having done the lifetime worth of savings, and uh, I have a TSD federal pension when I retire. My wife has Social Security as well as 401Ks, diversified with rental property uh, in Northern Virginia, and that's allowed us to stay in stocks all the time. Uh, Is is this the time to convert my TSP and her 401Ks from taxable vehicles of income to Roth IRAs? Um, or Roth 401ks, whichever is uh, available, and and pay those taxes up front while, as you said, taxes are low. We're not Sweden. We're not Norway and other places or England, United Kingdom. Uh, is this the time to actually take the bulk of your assets and do that, cash assets, or is this the time to consider some of it or none of it? So, Gary, I just I – just uh, taught a class the last two weeks. Uh, th- I just did three seminars, and a third of those seminars in the subject matter was on this con- uh, Roth conversion cop- topic. Okay, so I'm, I'm I'm doing a series of seminars now in the Northern Virginia, Baltimore area called Taxable to Tax Free: How to Enhance Your Retirement Income as Well as Pass Assets On Efic- Efficiently uh, Tax Wise to Your Heirs. And we, we cover a big section on the Roth conversion, to do it or not to do it. So mainly people, and I'll break this down for you real quick here on the air, people mainly convert their traditional pre-tax accounts to Roth IRAs for two main reasons. One, they want to enjoy tax-free income in the last third of their, of their uh, retirement years. And two, they want to pass assets on to their heirs completely tax-free. So if you're in one of those two camps, then the next question that you asked is, should I convert it all or a, or, a, or a piece of it? You know, depending on the size of the accounts, it, it, it's all going to drop taxable income into your lap. So what people end up doing is they end up doing series of little conversions every single year. 
versus doing one great big conversion. Let's suppose you have $800,000 sitting in your 401k or your IRA account or whatever, and you want to convert that. You're going to drop $800,000 of taxable income into your lap that, that particular year. Versus if you take a look at it like this, let's suppose you're in a 22% tax bracket right now, and you convert enough so that you stay under the 33% tax bracket. So now you do series of little conversions every year. Maybe you convert 35000 this year, maybe 48000 next year, maybe 15000 the following year. So it keeps your tax arbitrage lower because there's a very good chance, Gary, that in the past, prior to 2016, 2016 and prior, you probably put money into your pre-tax retirement programs in a 33, 35, or 37, or 39 percent tax bracket, and today you can convert them in a 15, 22, 24, or even 28 percent tax or 33 percent tax bracket because the tax rates have dropped so much. Okay, so and they're going to stay low like that until 2025. After that, they go back up again. There's a sunset provision on them. So the so with that information I just gave you, the the answer to your question is you should sit down and look at a Roth conversion calculator to see how much and if at all it's it's right for you and your family to do it. But the overriding rules here are you want to do it because you want to increase your retirement income in a tax-efficient manner in the last third of your life as well as pass assets on to your heirs. Remember, there's a couple of rules when it goes to converting money. When you convert money into a Roth IRA, the earnings on that conversion that year have to sit there for five years until that part comes out tax-free, and a lot of people don't realize that, okay? So so you, you have to look at the sequencing of withdrawals and the sequencing of conversions, and that's why we have to put it into this spreadsheet of a calculator that we have for clients. Does that help? Yeah, let me ask one follow-up to that, um, and that is, is, is I know the Roth does allow the heirs to receive the money and continue it in a Roth um, or take distributions. But does does Congress consider eliminating that benefit? I've read in a couple places where this may not last until 2025. So taking smaller portions over the year, I, I totally agree in tax planning to do that from a scenario of what you want your tax rate to be and that'll be the rate on the additional income, not all your income. But, you know, it, do you think this provision is going to stay in the law? I do, because I understand the origins of why the Roth IRA was created. Okay? So, you know, Congress can obviously change anything that they want to change, right? They, they, they make the rules, okay? Who's to say they won't put a 15% excise tax on, on pre-tax distribution money at some point? because you're making too much in retirement years and we need to just tax you more. There's all different things out there floating around and articles on all this stuff. But remember the origins of the Roth IRA. President Clinton needed to raise taxes back in, I think it was 97 or 98, and he didn't do it. He, they created the Roth IRA. And what they did was they said, hey, let's take a look at how many hundreds of billions, trillions of dollars are out there in pre-tax IRAs. If we allow people to convert them to a Roth, how much money is that going to generate this year to the U.S. Treasury in tax receipts? And they threw in a sweetener when the Roth IRA first came out. They gave us a four-year period to pay these taxes. 
that in 2010, President Obama needed to raise taxes, but he didn't. He said, hey, if you convert from a traditional IRA to a Roth IRA in 2010, I'll give you two years in which to pay the taxes on that. So the Roth IRA used correctly for the Treasury can be a sweetener to get revenue in by giving an enhancement for conversions. And used in your family in financial planning can be a very good tool as well. You just have to understand that. So with that being the background of why it was created to begin with, do I think they're going to keep it there and use it as a tool? I think so. But then again, you know, if I walked 100 financial advisors into the studio right now, the first third, Gary, are going to tell you, always keep your money pre-tax and never convert. The next third are going to tell you, never do pre-tax, always do Roth and convert everything. I'm in the middle, okay? My firm, we've all agreed we're, we're in the middle. I like the idea of getting pre-tax write-offs on your while you're working, putting money pre-tax into your retirement plans. You get that tax deduction today, and no one can ever take it away from you. On the other hand, I also like money pre coming out tax-free in retirement years. So I like money on both sides of this tax conversation. I see the huge value in pre-tax today, and I see the huge value in Roth tax-free in retirement as well as passing on to your heirs. So we talk to clients about having money on both sides of the aisle. That's how we look at it. And and I concur completely. That's exactly what I've done with my real estate side of the house. One property I get greater depreciation on and expenses, the other far less. And so all total income is tax-free, which is wonderful to, to get on a rental income basis within 15 minutes of Amazon and the Pentagon for both properties. Well, um, it is. And, and you know, you have to take a look at the four different ways the IRS views our money. They look at it through four different tax lenses. And we've, we've heard, you know, the big three, asset allocation. We've heard of product allocation and tax allocation. Asset allocation, make sure you're investing in different areas, right? Product allocation, use different products, ETFs, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, options, whatever it may be. Make sure you have different product mixture because they all have pros and cons to them. And what we're talking about here is tax allocation strategies, understanding how the IRS views our money through four different tax lenses. So tell you what, Gary, if you want, I'll go ahead and, and send you out some information on the tax tax buckets, what we call them, the four different ways. I'll put you on hold. Appreciate the – and Bob will get some uh, information from you, and we'll send that out to you. Appreciate the, the phone call. You listen to Making Money Sense, Larry Rosenthal Show. We're going to have to take a quick break here, Chris. Let's keep our phone lines open. Give us a ring on any of your financial planning or investment questions at all at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. I'm Larry Rosenthal. I'll be back in a moment with more Making Money Sense. Listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855 Rose 123. That's 855 767 3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. And here's another Money Minute with Larry Rosenthal. Proper financial planning starts with a firm foundation. Don't jump up to the third rung of the ladder when you're trying to climb to the top of the roof. Make sure your insurance is aligned properly. Make sure you have the right types of homeowners, auto, umbrella, disability, long-term care, life insurance, just to name a few. Financial planning starts with a firm foundation, and that foundation is your insurance. Then take a look at your cash flow. 
Are you able to save money? Save it in the proper places. Retirement planning, traditional IRAs, traditional 401k plans, Roth IRAs. Make sure that the dollars are actually working for you towards your investment objectives. Have you ever wanted to be part of something big? Nonprofit organization called Stars Children Africa. Do you want to be a part of something that changes a child's life? Orphans who are high school age who would not have a chance to get education otherwise. Now you can be part of something that brings hope. What we do is we actually pay for the school fees. For about the cost of a new suit, you can change an orphan's future for a whole year. We pay for the school fees, and that averages around $500 to $550 a year total. That means food, lodging, the teaching, the education part, the, the uniform, the whole thing. Call now, 703-201-2494, or go to starschildrenafrica.org. For a dollar and a half a day, one child would be educated for that year in high school. 703-201-2494. Call right now. For $500 a year, you can change an orphan's life. 703-201-2494. You've seen and heard him on Fox Business, CNBC, and The Wall Street Journal. Larry Rosenthal is here right now to take your calls at 855-767-3123. That's 855-ROSE-123. This is The Larry Rosenthal Show. Hey, I've got some lines available if you'd like to dial in and talk to Larry Rosenthal, our financial retirement expert here in studio, taking your calls here today. Larry. Sure. Let's welcome uh, Robert on the line from Rona. Good morning, Robert. How are you today? Good morning. How are you, Larry? I'm fine. How can I help you, sir? Yes. What do you do when, and what is the threshold when you make a certain amount of money and then you cannot uh, contribute to your uh, IRA anymore? So if if your income is too large, whether you're single filer or married filing joint, and once you get to that certain threshold on, on income, you're not allowed to deduct money into your IRA. You can still put money in your IRA, but it's just not able to be written off on your taxes. So let's suppose that you hit that income level, Robert, and, and you still want to put, let's say, $5,000 or maybe max it out if you're over $57,000 in your IRA. You can't write it off, but that $7,000 goes in, then the earnings on that money will grow tax-deferred inside the shelter of the IRA. When you go to pull it out down the road, that principal will come out tax-free, but the earnings will come out taxable to you. There's a, in, in order to do that, you also have to file a special form called 8606 on your taxes so you can keep, cost, so you can keep track of your $7,000 cost basis each year. There may be a better way to go about doing that, and that would be to put the money in to the IRA, make it non-deductible just like I described it, and then convert it to a Roth IRA. Now the earnings inside of that are going to grow tax-free for you as long as it stays there five years or to 59 and a half, whichever is longer. That way, instead of having taxable um, profits coming to you in the future, you'll have tax-free profits coming to you in the future. That's the way that I would look at doing it. Well, I have an IRA that's got I don't know, say thirty-four, thirty-five thousand dollars in it. It's just uh, a conventional IRA. Could I put that money, like you're saying, seven thousand, into it, and then say, "Hey, convert another 
7,000 uh, from my conventional to the Roth and start doing it for the next like five or six years in a row until the whole amount gets to be a Roth. Yes, you can make uh, little conversions each year right on over to the Roth. That's not a, that's not a problem at all. And there's no income okay. ceiling limits to be able to do that. Uh, there used to be, but they've waived that now. So, um, okay. yep, but wh- absolutely. What is what is the exact, so, I mean, how much, where is that threshold mark that the government says you can't uh, put any more in at a certain amount? What is that amount? Is it 150 Is it $125,000? Where do they tell you? that you can't make a tax-deferred contribution anymore. You know, on the Roth, married filing jointly, it's 193000 and I'm, it's somewhere in that ballpark on the traditional IRA. I just don't have that chart right here in front of me in this studio, but I'll tell you what, I'll put you on hold, and I'll have somebody give you a call next week and give you the detailed numbers on that, as well as information on Roth conversion. How does that sound? That sounds great. I appreciate that. Yep, I'll go ahead and do that, Robert. I appreciate the phone call. Let me place you on hold there. Bob will get some information, and we'll get it out to you there. No worries. So you're listening to Making Money Sense, Larry Rosenthal Show. Go visit my website, LarryRosenthal.com, if you want to get any of the information we've talked about here on the show today. Just go to the website, LarryRosenthal.com, and send us off an email and saying, Hey, Larry, I heard you talking about this, that, and the other. We'll be happy to send it out to you. While you're there, follow us and like us on Facebook. In addition to that, on the first page there, you'll see a little button called Return on Life. We've had so many people do this. It's, it's, it's very neat, and, and we're getting very good uh, feedback on it, and people are really, they, they just love this stuff. So there's a button on the website, LarryRosenthal.com, called Return on Life. Go check it out. It's a little th- two- or three-minute survey that enables you to really sort of dive deep and ask yourself questions about, you know, the return on the life you're getting is, is, you know, how much free time do you have versus work versus chasing the dollar. And, and when you do that, you get a nice color report and graph uh, on, on it all. It sort of just starts putting things into perspective for yourself. And then we'll send you out another link called Fiscalosophy, which is a neat made-up word, Fiscalosophy. And that really drills down on what's important to you about money, what's important to you about you know, making sure that you're using money in the proper way and money's not using you. Very interesting. So go check it out, LarryRosenthal.com, and, and check out uh, Re- Return on Life right there. I want to talk a little bit about giving today. You know, I know we got some callers on the line. I'll, I'll pick them up in just a second, Chris. But one of the things I wanted to talk about was giving today. You know, we're getting into the Thanksgiving season just about, and then Christmas and holidays and everything. And and one of the ways that people can give money, I, I hear this often, you know, I like to make a donation. I don't know where to put it. I don't know what to do. There are mutual funds out there called donor-advised funds. And donor-advised funds are a charitable type of a mutual fund. You can put money into it, get a tax deduction today, this year, and then later this year, next year, whenever you want, name a charity and disperse it at that particular point. So you don't have to worry about where you're going to put the money today. If you want to get the deduction today, it goes into these mutual funds. They're very specialized mutual funds, you know. And, and if you look at the, you know, look at Scripture, man. I mean, it's it's filled with living. Uh, I mean, giving. There, there's no doubt about it. In Psalms 37:21, the wicked borrow and do not repay, but the righteous give generously. Proverbs. 
the, gener- the generous themselves will be blessed, for they share the f- the, their food with the poor. And in Matthew 6, 3, but when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. You can use a donor-advised fund, put money into it, receive your tax deduction this year, and you can name multiple charities to have money down the road next year or however it is that you want to do. You know, you can talk to different charities in your community and say, hey, you know, I put money in a donor-advised fund. What is your charity about? What is it that you want to do? Why should I have disbursements going to you over the next two or three years or however it is that you want to do? So check out donor-advised funds. If you want information on that, give us a ring or just simply go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com, and just ask, shoot us off an email and ask for information on donor-advised funds. We'd be happy to send that out to you. Let's welcome Ann on the line from Maryland. Good morning, Ann. How are you today? Good morning. Great. How are you? Wonderful. This is the first time I've ever heard you on, on uh, the radio, so I'm very excited. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, thanks for calling. How can I help you? Well, I, um, I'm 65, and I'm looking at when I am really financially able to consider retirement, and I have a variety of um, investments. Um, oh, my gosh. I have um, mutual fund. I just want to know, should I switch some of my IRAs, which haven't made much at all, um, into, um, like, stocks, bonds, mutual funds? Like, what's the best way to, um, you know, capitalize on that um, income? So, Ann, the first thing that that we need to do is just sort of sit down and have a conversation of what are your goals, what's your time frame, what's your risk acceptance level, what's your tax scenario. Then go through and grade all of your investments, your IRAs, your stocks, whatever they may be, and see how they're pulling in that direction of your goals. Some of the stuff you may have invested in, we may say, hey, let's keep that, and these are the reasons why. Some of the things you have, we might say, we need to move that over here or over there, and those are the reasons why. But pretty much everything needs to make sure that it's all pulling in the direction of what your goals are based off of your risk and your time frame and your, your, your need for income. That's really what exactly. we need to do. That, that's really the way that we need to, to, to do that. We have a financial planning toolkit that we can send you out, and it'll get you started down that road, and then we'll have someone give you a ring next week to give you a little bit of follow-up and, and instruction on it. But uh, without really knowing what funds you're in or stocks you're in or whatever, I, I have to analyze it. But that's the way that we go about doing it, okay? We want to we oh. measure twice and cut once with this. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I, you know, and I am um, financially, um, what's the word? Um, I don't have any debt. Okay. I, Good for so you. Yeah. That was my goal when I reached this age. So I am debt, I'm debt free. I was trying to say I'm debt free. I do tithe um, and all that. So yes, I'm just, you know, very blessed. And I'm just very, I feel, and I've had a lot of investments from both my parents passed away. So I have a variety of investments from them. And I, and I get, have also have a 401k and also a 403b and, and a prudential. And, all, yeah, there's just so many. That would be wonderful to get that packet. Okay. Well, let me go ahead and put you on hold, and Bob will get your information, and we'll send it out to you next week, okay? Okay. Thank you so much. Have a blessed day. You too. Thanks. Bye-bye. Let's welcome Henry on the line from Connecticut. Good morning, Henry. How are you? Good morning, Larry. Uh, thanks for taking my call, and thanks for your service. Sure, absolutely. How can I help you, sir? Um, I was just wondering, um, is there a limit, you know, based on your salary, if you can contribute to a Roth IRA? Um, I'm, next year I'm going to be bumped up on my salary, 
Um, say if you were making 200k a year, would you still be able to participate in that Roth? Uh, yes. Uh, just a second here. I am in the studio and I am googling up the. Uh, oh no! Uh, not googling. Yeah, watch it, Chris. Here we go. Okay, <laughs> just one right second. Up. I don't have the you chart know, in front of me. The internet has all the answers, you know. Oops, you paused it there. Yeah, you're back. Hello. You're here. I got you. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. There we go. There we go. Sorry about that. Um, so the income limits for the Roth, let's see here. Uh, modified adjusted gross income is less than 120, or for 2019, $122,000. See, Larry has a special back door at Google. They just, you know, just for him to get all this information. <laughs> yeah, I don't so, think so. Uh, so I really didn't, you're I that didn't have the chart in front of me here. Um, I know. Yeah. So, so uh, that that's what it is here. Are you uh, single or? or? I am, I'm single. Yes. Okay. So for single, I'm looking at a chart here for for 2020. Look at that, Chris. Here's 2019. Mm. So for married filing single head of household less than 122 thousand dollars, and you can contribute. All the money you can, uh, either six thousand dollars if you're under fifty, or seven thousand if you're over fifty. Okay. If you if your income is over one thirty seven, you cannot put in any money into a Roth IRA. And for and for next year, the number is one thirty nine. So in your case, in in your case here. Um, Henry, when, when you take a look at it, if your income's above those figures, then what you want to do is something called backdooring a Roth. And let me explain to you how this works. So obviously your income is too high, which is a good problem to have, right? But you still want to put money into a Roth IRA. So what you do is you take that contribution and put it into an IRA, a regular traditional IRA, and it's non-deductible to you. So you're putting the contribution into a non-deductible IRA, and then you convert it to a Roth IRA, and that's called backdooring the Roth. That's how you put the money into the Roth each year. Okay, that makes sense. I never, I never knew that you could do that. Uh, that's very yeah, helpful. there's, yep, there's three types of IRAs here when it comes to this. There's the traditional deductible IRA, the traditional non-deductible IRA, and the Roth. And in your case, you're going to do the traditional non-deductible contribution and then convert that to the Roth. Okay. I'll, I'll remember that. Yep. Uh, if you like, I'll be happy to send you out some information on it, okay? Um, I'm fine. Thank you very much. I wasn't because I had listened to your caller about 15 minutes ago, and I just wasn't quite sure. And that's why I want to call in and check on about. Yep. That's perfect then. All right, Harry, we appreciate the phone call. You're listening to Making Money Sense, the Larry Rosenthal Show. Give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. Again, visit my website, LarryRosenthal.com. Check out the Return on Life button there. Uh, we just have a few minutes left in the show, but I want to talk about this Return on Life. You know, we, we talk about uh, uh, creating wealth. We talk about tax efficiencies. We talk about estate planning, which was a whole section, Chris, that I wanted to do today. We'll just do that next week. Uh, and... and um, Go check out the return on life. It's going to help you really unpack a lot of these well, a lot of these questions that might not necessarily have things to do with money, but they revolve they, they circle around money. 
and what's important to you about money when it when it comes to all of this. So visit the website LarryRosenthal.com. Click on the Return on Life button there. We got lots of people that go to the website during the week, and they'll say, "Hey, Larry, I heard you talking about this, that, or the other on the show. Can you send me some information?" Feel free just to go ahead and 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 uh, sign up for our our newsletters. There's no cost to that, as well as for um, you know information that you want to hear about about what we talked about on the show. Be happy to send that out to you as well. Uh, so don't forget the return on life button there. And, and we have a video there on the front page of the website also that shows how a financial plan should be uh, constructed and things like that. So, uh, Chris, we're just stalling here. I don't want to get into a new subject here for for fear that, uh, you know, we're not going to be able to, 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 to cover it out. But, you know, breaking down a lot of what we talked about today, there's – and we covered two, two main source two main phases of this, but there's three main phases to financial planning. There's accumulation, distribution, and legacy. Accumulation is when we're saving our dollars. And we talked with one of the callers earlier today about – understanding the importance of having your money in tax allocation. The IRS views our money through four different tax lenses when we're growing our dollars and then distributing our dollars. Should we have money on both sides of that tax equation, pre-tax and post-tax? Roth IRAs are huge conversations, and it seems that you know this is the, the, the fourth quarter of every year seems to be the quote-unquote Roth IRA conversion season, if you will. You know, because people want to go ahead and do that before the tax year and and sit down with your advisor. If you don't have one or if you want a second opinion, contact us. We have a very good Roth conversion calculator. If you have pre-tax money and you're thinking about converting money to a Roth, you need to sit down and just put it through a a conversion calculator before you run out and, and, and make those types of decisions to see what's best for you. Uh, let's pick up one more phone caller here. Let's welcome Kimberly on the line. Good morning, Kimberly. How are you today? Hey, Larry. How's it going? Pretty good. How can I help you? Okay, so I, I am an independent contractor, and I have a question because the position in which I'm working, um, the company will give me $2,500 to go towards uh, my housing costs. And I'm trying to see if there is some sort of way that um, I can get that $2,500, use it for housing costs, but it not come and show as um, income for me. Uh, the answer is no. <laughs> Uh, okay. <laughs> I hate to sh- shut it sweet. off that quick, Kimberly, <laughs> but no, they're giving you a benefit, and, and in order for them to write it off for their taxes, uh, the company, they're going to push it to you as, a, as an expense to them, so therefore it's going to be taxable to you. Uh, you may not have to pay FICA tax on it, but probably income uh, federal and state, depending on where, where your, your, your state is. Uh, oh, I see you're you're in Virginia, but no, it's it's right. it's going to be taxable to you, um, you know, along with everything else there. You can talk to your CPA, your tax professional, and see if there's any other ways somewhere else on your tax return that you may be able to get another deduction for being self-employed, independent contractor. There's lots of different deductions there, um, just depending on what type of work you do and stuff like that. But no, it'll be taxable to you as income. Okay, because I know, like, if, say, for example, if I'm staying in hotels for them and they just pay my expenses for that, then it doesn't come through, you know, as a as a income for me. And so I just didn't know if there was some sort of play or something that I could use, um, you know, in order to take advantage of this situation. So that's why I was curious. Yeah, I you know, sure. and, 
and and I would actually refer that over to our CPA that that we work with. Um, you know, it gets a little complicated, but the general answer is going to start off with no, and then he may come up with, well, you could always look at this. Do you see what I mean? So so that's mm-hmm. really more of a CPA type of a question. If you don't have one that you work with, then uh, we can refer you to one, and you can speak with him uh, on the phone if you like. Okay. Okay. All right. Thanks. I appreciate it. Have a great one. Yep. Absolutely. You too. Well, you're listening to Making Money Sense, Larry Rosenthal Show. Just have a few moments left in the show. Appreciate all the phone calls. We'll be back next Saturday with another session of live uh, Making Money Sense. Go visit the website, LarryRosenthal.com. Follow us and like us on Facebook. Sign up for our emails, or or, or not our emails, but our our newsletter. There's no cost for that. And check out the Return on Life button. You, you, it, it takes two or three minutes to do. It gives you a good personal survey on what's important to you about money. And then we'll send you a follow-up link um, that, that dives further down into it for you and your family. So for Chris McKay and Bob in the back, I'm Larry Rosenthal. Have a wonderful